You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. We live. It's Locked On Hornets. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Local experts on the number one daily sports podcast network. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Hornets, at Walker Mail, at Not of the Scribe. Also, make sure you check out the live NBA draft show, NBA draft goat Chad Ford. And now I'm not as salty. Because Chad Ford has Zaire Williams moving up into the first round after great workouts. I believe he said Orlando could be in play, taking him eight overall after a second oh, workout. Oh so dear. now Chad oh starting to come around oh dear. on this love for oh Zaire dear. Williams. I will officially give him back his crown of being the NBA draft goat. Yeah. Anyways, he's going to be on locked on NBA draft host, Raphael Barlow locked on NBA host. John Corrales will also be live this year covering the NBA draft. It's locked on NBA draft 2021 brought to you by built bar. Get local expert analysis on each pick. I'll be hopping on as well on uh, July 29th to talk about whoever the Charlotte Hornets will be selecting at 11. Maybe they trade up. Maybe they trade back. Who knows? But I'll be there to talk about it. Follow Locked On NBA on YouTube today and watch our live coverage on July 29th at 7 p.m. We've got a lot to get to for what happened over the weekend. Rumors flying about workouts constantly happening with the Charlotte Hornets. Are they done? Do they have any more workouts that are scheduled? I mean, it would have to be basically today. Today and maybe tomorrow. Maybe tomorrow. And again, if it's tomorrow, I wouldn't doubt it if it was like some guys at 56 or 57 or one of those secret workouts that you hear about late in the day where, oh, they flew this guy in under the radar in the last minute. Like, remember, these PR blasts are a courtesy. They're not necessarily something that they have to do. Right. And so if you just go to Charlotte Hornets PR, it's been all about the workouts, right? I mean, you scroll down and it's been all workout tweets going back all the way. I mean, I can't it, in, until they retweeted a, a Scott Fowler Charlotte Hornets Foundation yeah. piece on, uh, on in, in June uh, on June 4th. Ever since then, it's been straight up workouts and your boy James Booknight was a part of the first workout that they hosted. That was July 2nd. That was a big group. And now here we are. The last one that we've received so far, just a couple of hours ago, there's a solo workout with Dayron Sharp. We're going to get to that in just a moment. We've got a lot to get to though. First, Mitch Kupchak actually hosted some press availability. Let's go through his yeah, comments. Do Nada. I don't think, I, I don't think they're crazy enlightening, but maybe there's a, a couple of things that we can talk about. One, he said he's not going to reach for a center. The Charlotte Hornets are not going to be reaching for a position of need like center has always been up there. Instead, they're going to go with the best available. They're going to go with the most talented. It's basically in line with what he said in the past. The only thing that's been a little bit of a difference compared to other statements like this is when he said we are in more of a position to maybe look more so at a position of need rather than going strictly based on talent alone. But he still was, he was still trying to emphasize, but we're not going to avoid talent strictly because we need a center here. He emphasizes a little bit more in this press availability. They're going to get the best. Yeah, Absolutely. They're going to get the best player available. And it goes with everything that Mitch believes in at this point. Like I, I'm of the mind that, 
and we'll get to this further, that Mitch doesn't value the centers in this draft at 11 as much as he thinks, as much as everybody else does. Maybe he does like Sengun. Probably not at 11. Maybe he does like Dayron Sharp. Probably not at 11. This team has holes in their draft cash because of previous deals, the Devontae Graham deal, the Nick Richards deal, previous deals from Rich Joe. So they're they're lacking in assets in the second round. I, there's there's a lot of this that I, I'm going to keep saying just leads me to believe that there's a trade down coming at some point. And these comments, as we keep going into, just continue to kind of conf- give me some sort of confirmation bias. Well, if there are rumors that the Charlotte Hornets like Kai mm-hmm. Jones, they bring in Dayron Sharp for an individual mm-hmm. workout very soon before the NBA draft. Both of those guys are absolute trade down candidates to then select along with collecting some assets. I think both of those guys are, are very real possibilities and it could cause the Charlotte Hornets to do that. We also know that Mitch Kupchak doesn't allow anybody to know yeah. anything. Um, Uh, some of these reports and the rumors on the Charlotte Hornets throughout the years have been misguided. We know about some guys getting it wrong with LaMelo ball saying the Charlotte Hornets aren't going to get him. He's been bad in in interviews. And I, and I think he was bad in interviews. I'm not saying that. I know Rick was somebody reporting that there were other people that were stating that, but it, it, it didn't affect the Charlotte Hornets decision at three. Right. And I think that's where we can get all of this kind of caught up where, Oh, they're out on LaMelo. Um, you know, I, I do buy into the rumors last year that they were interested in James oh, no, no, Wiseman. That, that, I mean, that makes that a lot one, of sense because of who was talked to and everything that we heard that we can't necessarily share on air now. I believe they. I, I do believe that James Wiseman was number one on their board. It's just that he was no longer on there, uh, uh, just able to be taken. That's. That's the thing. Yeah, right. And so when we when we hear some of this stuff that we don't necessarily agree with, I think it often comes the way of Mitch Kupchak doing his due diligence, just inquiring about a player, just seeing, hey, what's going on with player X? Oh, that's what it would take. Uh, we're good. Click. Oh, the Charlotte Hornets are interested in player X. I, I think that's mm-hmm. what happens. And then it gets overstated. And I always go back to the Shams thing with Marcus all where Mitch Kupchak's like, yeah, I mean, to be honest, I don't really know how close that ever was to happening with Marcus all. I think the Andre Drummond rumors, that was one that would always pick up some steam and that was never yes. well-founded. I, I don't think it was ever truly well-founded. And so I, cup check, he's a guy that's not going to be like, he tells the truth, but he's never going to let you know his secret. He's just going to tell the, the tr- he's going to be transparent about what he thinks about players on the roster and, and some of this stuff. I don't know, but um, you know, I, I, you basically, you can believe whatever you want on the rumors with Kai Jones and Dayron sharp. It makes sense because of their position of need. It certainly makes sense. If they did work out Kai Jones a second time, it makes sense that they worked out Dayron sharp solo. They certainly like him enough to, use their time up evaluating him in um you know this soon before the draft and and it makes sense in that regard it doesn't mean that they're outright going to select a center because they need yeah, no, one they at do 11. need one and i understand that everybody wants to take a look at all these centers and i understand that center is a massive need i just wonder and it's something that i know mitch brought up during the press conference like they have money they can fill the center spot other ways in ways that 
granted, aren't are a little bit more expensive, but at least with those guys, you don't have to teach them how to play with centers that you're drafting. You are going to have to teach them how to play NBA basketball because the role of a center in NBA basketball is a lot different than the role in college basketball right now. All right, we got a lot to get to. Let's take a quick break and try to come back as soon as possible, but not before we talk to you about Built Bar. Did you know Built Bar has so many delicious flavors? All of the staples, coconut, cherry barcia, other OGs like double chocolate, strawberry, cookies and cream, even German chocolate, everything is covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and they're easy to chew. And the great part about it as well is that they're healthy for you. Low in sugar, low in calories, high in protein, high in fiber. They even have the fantastic limited time flavors they're often releasing. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off of your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 uh, to go to BuiltBar.com and then use promo code LOCKED15 to get, again, 15% off of your order. All right, let's continue to talk about some of the other whirling rumors. Miles Turner is brought up once again by Sham Sharania um, and the Pelicans were brought up in those rumors, but they made a trade. Does that trade they made make them out and maybe make Charlotte the favorite landing spot for one Turner? We'll talk about that next on the Lockdown Hornets podcast. This is Locked on Hornets. And I was cutting a rug in that place, not a funk master flag. Shout out so to him. Again, Walker, how old are you again? Uh, I am 28 years old. <laughs> I didn't know a person under 35 used cutting a rug anymore. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. RockAuto.com. It has the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models. It's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why would you endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer? Save time and money when using rockauto.com. You don't have to spend 30%, 50 or even 100% more for the same auto parts from a chain store or new car dealership. Their prices at rockauto.com are reliably low for every single customer. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or your truck. You can write locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. They have an amazing selection. They have reliably low prices. They have all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. Let's finish up with some Mitch Kupchak comments and then move on to the Miles Turner rumors, then also get to all the workouts they've hosted here recently a little bit more in depth. So we see that Sham Sharania puts out there on The Athletic that the New Orleans Pelicans and the Charlotte Hornets had interest enough to try to get Miles Turner. It's not the first time we've heard this. Turner has been tier one as far as guys that have been talked about the most on the trading block. When are the Pacers going to move on from both of their big men? Which one are they going to move? All right, they extend a bonus to a big boy deal. He's a guy flirting with all-star appearances. It's time to move on from Turner, who's also a good player. But when yeah. are they going to do it? So Charlotte needs a big guy. Miles can shoot the three, but also led the league in blocks last year at 3.4. The only problem with him defensively is he can sometimes get bullied down there. But either way, I still really like Miles Turner. I think he makes a lot of sense. Um, but the Pelicans, the other team that were mentioned there, they had kind of been in the rumor for um, for another yes. big guy as well. And they trade for Jonas Valanciunas. So th they get somebody a little different here, Nada. 
Boston has been mentioned before. There were rumors. I think Kevin O'Connor reported that the Golden State Warriors inquired a little about Miles Turner, that those two teams had some discussions. Do you think that Charlotte is among or maybe even the favorite to land a Miles Turner? And what are the chances of that actually happening with him being mentioned once again? I am not one of those that believes he's he's available. Again, the Charlotte Hornets are the favorite. I think depending on what Golden State wants to give, I think they're the favorites. Because I do not believe they're picking 7 and 14 in this draft this year. Because as we've seen with prior rumor, with other rumors, Steph and Dre and Clay don't want any 19-year-old to, to come in and play because you have to, again, you have to teach them. So would it surprise me if Miles Turner's a Golden State Warrior? Probably not. It wouldn't surprise me either if the if the Indiana Pacers found somebody else in the top ten to trade with to get to dump, not necessarily dump Miles Turner, but to put him somewhere else and gain another asset as they're trying to rebuild. A lot of this just really depends on what the assets are that uh, they that teams are willing to give up. Granted, the trade that the Pelicans made yesterday for Jonas Valanciunas doesn't really put them out because at best they gave up one of those Lakers unprotected firsts and they gave up two bad contracts. So if they really wanted to go get Miles Turner and do something else with it and just have Jonas come off the bench or move Jonas in a separate deal and get other assets, it's possible. I just like as far as the Hornets go, it goes back to what is the most you're willing to give up. If it's PJ and 11, okay, I can see that. But if it's anything more than that, isn't that a little bit overkill in trading for a guy like Miles Turner? Yeah, I mean, and even 11 and PJ, where I would rather have the rookie control, the rookie scale contract control over PJ Washington than two years of control of Miles Turner. And you know me, I, I love Miles Turner. I think that deal probably looks a little bit more like uh, maybe a Terry Rozier, um, maybe that saves you um, some p- a pick, right? Maybe that saves you protection on a pick or something like that. But if Boston is a team that's also in the mix, the young players that Boston has, I, I think Charlotte would, or I think Indiana would rather go after a Miles Bridges or a PJ rather than anybody who's truly available yep. with Boston, right? Because you're talking about what a Romeo Langford bringing him back home that hasn't shown you much just because he's injured, but still hadn't shown you a ton. Grant Williams, I like enough, but I still don't think he's shown you more than what PJ or Miles Bridges has. So if you're looking for younger players on top of first round picks, Danny Ainge isn't sitting on a gold mine of picks anymore like he used to be. You know, that's now that resides with Oklahoma City. So, all right, your Charlotte is in a better position if they want to badly enough to pull that trigger, but they haven't quite yet. All right. So then we go to Golden State. What is Golden State giving up? Well, they've got the seven and the 14th overall picks. Is the pressure high enough from Steph? Is it yes. high enough from Draymond? Yes, it and Clay? absolutely is. Right, right, right. And even and even Bob Myers has come out and even said something like that, right? Where he's like, yeah, you know, we're, lo- we're looking to win now. We don't want to, we don't want to rebuild. We're not trying to get younger players that cost us games in the present. So it, it does do the own players squeeze Bob Myers and golden state out enough to force his hand and say, all right, you know, here's seven 
and whatever, or here, and you know, salary filler. I don't even know how all that stuff would work, but you know, yeah. here's the attractive thing in order to go get a miles Turner. Um, yeah, that'll be interesting. So I, I think that th- when we talk about are the rumors real or not, right? Like Absolutely we try to not. decipher what is Charlotte truly interested in yeah. miles Turner is real to me. That man. one for me, like, it, 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 I'll put him and I'll put a guy like Jarrett Culver, who's rumored to be available for as little as a second round pick in the same thing. They are guys that are open box spe- lottery picks that are open box specials. Their original team didn't know what to do with them just yet. But at the same time, this is one of those like it, it, like this is due diligence. You have to ask. It is franchise malpractice not to ask about these guys. And if you're Miles Turner, and I'm sorry, if you're Mitch Kupchak, you have to ask. And you have to say, yo, look, what is 56 and 57? Or what does a higher second round pick? Because we can just take these guys into room and give you a trade exception. Like, that part should matter in all of this. Like, I, I'm of the mind at this point now that this team, and it goes back to what Mitch said yesterday about adding talent. This team needs to add talent in all different ways and factors. So if we're going to do this thing about adding talent, then you have to look under every rock and just build this team up in a way that, again, they were ahead of schedule last year. We all know that. Mitch has said that. Anybody that has said anything about this team has said that. But it's about getting talent. And I'm all here for eliminating the minutes that maybe a Nick Richards doesn't have to play. Maybe a, a, a Caleb Zeller, uh, I'm sorry, Caleb Martin doesn't have to play. It's about marginalizing those end of bench guys and developing guys that can actually help you win games. And if that means you can acquire lottery talent for very low cost and bring them in with the cap room you already have so that the only thing you have to do later is potentially just sign a Devontae Graham and a Malik Monk. I think that makes your team all the better in the long run. Is Shea Gilgis-Alexander available? We could possibly go after him. Let's talk about that, plus another former first-round pick the Uh Charlotte Hornets could possibly be going in on. We talk about that coming up next on the Lockdown Hornets podcast. This is Locked on Hornets. February is Black History Month, and the Locked On Podcast Network is honoring the challenges and success of black men and women in sports with a new series called Locked On Presence More Than... God Almighty. (laughs) Keep this... You're you're not deleting this at all. This is going to end up being a a, a bit. I promise you. It's going to... No. No, it's going to be a bump. It's going to be a bump. Let it... Let it... Just let it be. It's time for more of the Locked On Hornets Podcast. Bet online is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing and you can track all the action at bet online before the next pitch, head over to bet online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses and contest information. You can sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Also bet online, your online sportsbook experts, promo code locked on. All right. Shay's available. Nada. I mean, you want to know, we Uh-oh. saw the se- We saw the question. What's the perfect off season for the Charlotte Hornets? <laughs> 
What's the perfect offseason for Walker Mail? It's handing out a draft rose to Zaire Williams at number 11 and being able to select him. Even trading back and selecting Zaire, that's just talking nasty to me. And then you can go to Shea Gilgis-Alexander, find a way to go get him, have those two guys on the roster, pair them with LaMelo Ball. Oh, I mean, that's your your perfect offseason. With all that being said, there were reports that the Oklahoma City Thunder reached out to Detroit, or at least they were talking, and OKC said... How would you feel about Shea and the number six overall pick in exchange for Cade Cunningham? And apparently Detroit turned that down. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, two things. One, what do we think about those talks as it pertains to both of those two teams? And two, do we think Shea is actually available? I want to address the latter first yes. because I, I saw you kind of talk about this. I, I've seen others mention it as well. No, I don't. I don't think it means that Shea is actually available. I, I think if if he is, I think Jake Fisher has been putting this out there. I think what it means is that they have a unique opportunity to at least feasibly open up the door to a Cade Cunningham route. Yes. Right. It's we have this dude that is going to make an All Star team, multiple All Star teams, and we have the sixth overall pick. Where can we go from here by getting what is considered a generational Lee type prospect yes. that is going to go number one overall in a in a loaded class and a very, very strong class like they have the unique opportunity to at least get conversations going. It doesn't mean that they're saying, hey, everyone, show us your best offer and we might part ways with Shay. That makes no sense to it me. Doesn't. So like, I, I think the way that Shay leaves OKC is if Detroit wants to take the sure thing in SGA and the sixth overall pick to try to make them, you know, maybe they are cool with Kaminga and they want to take him or a Scotty Barnes. I, I don't think it's all right. You now here's, you know, two, three first round picks and a young player. Can we go ahead and get Shay? I don't think he's really available. I think it was very specific to both of those two teams. The other thing I'll say real quickly, as much as I love Shay Gilgis Alexander, like I understand Detroit's thinking on oh, this, yeah, no. yeah, right? Yeah, absolutely. Like, like Kate is, Kate is special. I, this is me talking. This is somebody that's had a crush on SGA ever since he's come out into the draft. Like, and it's come to fruition. I, I love the guy. But I also understand uh, understand Detroit's thinking on this. Cade is is that dude, and if they think he can be the franchise guy, and they're so hell bent on him being their player, uh, that makes sense to me. As crazy as it might seem to turn down a top six draft pick, as well as a guy that's already panned out at such a young. At age. the other part of this, and this is where, like, I fully agree with you on this. I do think that I, I do think that SJ is partially available. And by partially, I mean he's got to be – it's got to be something that you cannot say no to. So if you're a team like New Orleans that has all those picks, or if you're another team – like literally, if you have a boatload of picks just off of trades alone, then yeah, you go offer all of those picks and go all in. I would always say that everyone's available. It's just a matter of price. And for Detroit, and your point to this – I kind of understand as well, too. But I also really do believe that when it comes to all of this, that SGA is something special. But if you're Detroit, 
you got to wait. Like, OKC's got to get to three. Like, they've probably told them, hey, we like SGA. Because, again, Troy Weaver's seen SGA up close. Because, remember, he was the old GM for um, Oklahoma City. So he's seen SGA up close. If that's the case, I don't think six and SGA is enough. But if you're telling me that Oklahoma City gets up to, I don't know, three and says, hey, you can have Evan Mobley and SGA, that's not a bad haul to come up, come out of the draft with, despite the fact that you're going to have to pay SGA $30 million because he's a restricted free agent. So I get it from a lot of different aspects, but I also understand why everybody's stayed pat right now. Yeah, I mean, that that's the other part about this, too. It's the money, right? Like, Shay, it, when you use your number one overall pick, if that turns out to be Shay Gilgis-Alexander, right, who hasn't received an all-star bid yet, but is clearly on his way as long as he continues to grow, he's going into his fourth season. He took a big step up his second year with OKC, and then when Chris Paul left, he showed that he can be the guy, not on a good team, but he showed that he can be the guy with efficient numbers, playing both well offensively and defensively as clearly the best player on that roster that is trying to develop, right? Like he's shown you all the steps you're looking for, and yet still you have the number one overall pick in this draft to select what is maybe the franchise guy yeah. like you're, you're selecting someone that you're hoping can be an all NBA player consistently. So if you were to give up the all NBA player consistently to get a really, really good player that could also be an all NBA player multiple times and a sixth overall pick that could help you, man, that could be great. But is that still worth uh, the, the possible MVP candidate? Like, No. No. And so I I get it. I get it from Detroit saying, Hey, if you, if you want to come, you got to come more correct than that. Like we'll we'll have this talk. It's a, it's a fair opening door, Yeah, but just get to three. I'm not going to three. Yeah. Literally. If you're Troy Weaver, you're telling them get to three because at least that's the, the worst of that out exchange is you get Jalen green and again, SGA like at the worst and that's a guy they're kind of interested in as well. So I get it from every single aspect. It's just one of those, I don't think six can do it for you because six is where probably the all-NBA talent, like three is probably where the all-NBA talent stops. After that, you're talking about guys that may or may, 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 or may not make an all-star game or two, something like that. And yeah, Sug, depending on what you feel yeah. about Suggs, Kaminga has the all-star. I mean, it, it, it just gets riskier with exactly. Kaminga, right? Like that that's just that's just what it is. Kaminga um, possibly being available to Charlotte should tell you exactly what people think. And I think you're probably a little bit more optimistic on that than most. Certainly me. I, I like like you're but to be fair to you, you're saying seven or eight, and then Charlotte could trade up. He's not gonna last yeah. to eleven. He's not gonna eleven he's not gonna last to eleven. And speaking of which, and I hate to take this into it into a different turn, but can we start being honest with ourselves and say that, hey, um, the guys that can actually help this roster probably are going to be gone with the New Orleans trade? Like with the with the Memphis trade, I think the guys that can help immediately on this roster end at 10. Why do you think that? Because I look at, again, you're talking about Moody's probably going to be gone. Book Knight's probably going to be gone Wagner is rumored to have a promise with with uh Sacramento who's left 
who's left at 11 for you that you feel? And I know you're going to say Zaire, you feel like Zaire can help you year one. And I know you're one of the, and I know you believe that truly. But after that, is there a guy that you really feel like can help you year one? Well, I mean, I, I just don't know. All right. So just to, for everybody that doesn't know about the trade, the New Orleans Pelicans, they traded Steven Adams, Eric Bledsoe, two future first round picks, including the 10th overall pick coming up to the Grizzlies for center Jonas Valanciunas and also the 17th overall pick. So I, I think I think when you're talking about the guys that will help you win right now, um, you know, I need to have a, a you know, a, a list in front of me, but like. Usman Garuba. Okay. You select him defensively bang right now. He's helping you facilitating as, as a big guy down low. He's going to have growing pain such as every rookie, but he's helping you right now. Yes. If you get a Jalen Johnson, you know, I think he's going to take some polishing for a half court set, right? But you, he's got versatility. I think he's awesome in transition already. He's already a good passer. You know, he can help you in certain ways. So I, I think that you can still have guys that will contribute this year. I think when you talk about Moses Moody, it's just easier for us as evaluators. Three and D. Oh, everybody can use that right here, right now. You can't have enough, especially of in Charlotte, especially on the defensive end. Oh, especially Corey Kispert, Corey Kispert. You know, he, his shooting is going to translate. Um, okay, that'll help you right now. I, I guess it's where it comes into the equation of. There's just so much more potential with other guys. I'd rather not go after a Kispert. You know, Franz Franz Wagner. Yeah, you know, three and D. Uh, certainly defense. He's going to be somebody that helps you right now. But there there can still be other guys that are later and and later as in you know three picks later at eleven that I still think can help you. And if you think James Booknight can help you this year, Nada, which I I could see. Like he's a good finisher at the rim and we'll see if the shooting numbers come around on him. But I, I think you're selling the Hornets possibility of getting book night at 11 way short. Uh, I think you talk about the, the consensus five Scotty Barnes being six, and then you're talking about four players left, right? So, okay. So that's Moody Kispert Wagner. Maybe somebody likes Mitchell. Maybe somebody likes saying goon and then book night. You know what I'm saying though? Like there, yeah. there's going to be, there's only there's six players that you don't have a shot in hell at getting. And, and unless you trade up, right? There's, there's six and then it gets a little dicey, but you you know, Wagner Moody book night, uh, you know, Kispert, right. Who I know you've included in the, the help you win yeah. now guys. Like I think Charlotte will have a shot at one of those dudes. So no, yeah. I, I mean the Hornet just by even mathematical, certainly probability, but maybe even facts, the Hornets are going to have their shot at one. All right. So I, I guess here's where I would go with this. I, I think there's a better shot of Kaminga dropping to like eight, nine than I do book night. I don't think book night makes it past eight. I definitely do not believe, like, I think Kispert, Moody is in 10. And and I think at best, you're probably going to get a Kispert. So, I, like, you're right about mathematically, it's probably Kispert that helps you. But if that's the case, are you trading down and just getting more assets? Or are you st sticking with Zaire at 11? Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, you, for me, we can just go back to the board, right? Like, I, I love Zaire. I really like Keon Johnson, who, you know, we haven't talked about a ton. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, I, I love Keon. We've talked about the guys that I would be happy with. And let's actually 
we've got a lot of workouts to kind of go over as well. Yeah, let's do it tomorrow. Let's do we it can do that tomorrow. That's what we call a tease, a uh, 24 hour tease. And then it's the draft. 29th. Remember the live draft show taking place. You can go check that out on YouTube. We'll be providing you coverage. We'll be coming on uh, tomorrow as well to talk about again, our prospects that we wouldn't mind seeing the Charlotte Hornets use also um, uh, use their selection on. Also, we'll talk a little bit more about some of the other trending topics in the NBA that wraps up this edition of lockdown Hornets. Thanks again to Bill Barr. Thanks again to rock auto for supporting the show. And thanks to you guys. Tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of lockdown NBA Hollinger and Duncan, really any show on the Locked On Podcast Network. We'll be back with you tomorrow.